Hi, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located in California. And today we are honored to have a guest as our guest on the Real People USA podcast. His name is Ryan D. Kelly. That's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, and he's running for the Republican Michigan governor seat against Gretchen Whitmer. And uh, so I just want to thank Ryan. And Ryan, good morning, good afternoon. Thank you for coming on to the show. Good morning, Rick. Thank you, sir. Appreciate being here. Excellent, excellent. And the question we always ask people, candidates, uh, and the first one, here's the first one. So I have about nine questions, and I want to thank you for your time today. What is Ryan's current occupation or past occupation, place of birth, work history, education level, etc.? Whatever you want to tell the listening audience about yourself. That's a great question to start off, right? To get to know me, and it's one that comes up more and more as I speak across the state. And current occupation, though I spend most of my time running around the state uh, talking with different voters and uh, the Michiganders that uh, want big change here in the state of Michigan, I do own a real estate firm located in West Michigan. However, I have sold real estate all over the state of Michigan, and I've owned that for a couple of years. Previous to that, I was a CEO of a franchise company. I helped build a franchise and worked with a lot of different franchisees and states, putting together franchise disclosure documents and all of the legal relationship documents for having those offices open up in different states. I built an investment firm. I did spend uh, 10 years working as a union member for AT&T. I worked outside in the snow and the warm, everything in between up here in Michigan and worked with my hands, a lot of infrastructure work for AT&T, spent a lot of time locating underground utilities, helping to put together the fiber networks for the U-verse and all of the things that are now being used in the telecommunications world, although I've been away from that over a decade now. Previous to that, I studied electronic engineering in college. So I got a, a background in electronic engineering and I've lived in Michigan for 35 of my 40 years being alive. And the question you ask there, where was I born? I was born in West Virginia and my parents grew up down in that area, West Virginia, Ohio, and they moved up here when I was five years old. I've been a Michigan resident for, like I said, 35 of my 40 years living in the West Michigan area. And now my wife, Tabitha and I, we have five children, one on the way. Number six will be here in March of 2022. So that's exciting. And yeah, we love Michigan. Michigan is an amazing state. West Michigan is a beautiful area. And Michigan is also a very, very big state, especially with our upper peninsula. Uh, it can be a, a very long drive to some of our locations, but most fresh line, uh, shore, anywhere in the world. Um, or, uh, it's an amazing state. We have so many uh, natural resources and it's just incredible up here. Excellent, excellent. And I want to thank you for telling me your background. We have almost the same type of background, believe it or not. And I want to congratulate you on your on your, your newborn that's uh, to be here in March. 
Um, and again, I mean, it's sort of, it seems like you signed, you have signed the front of a paycheck before. Yes, sir. Still do. Yes. And that makes a big, that's, that's so important for people to, to, who are running to know what it's like to run a business. And there's a lot of risk involved. And, uh, so that's a, that's a great opening, um, bio for yourself. Ryan, here's my next question. What is the motivation or your motivation to run for Michigan governor? Another great question and one that comes up often as well. What landed you in the position you're at right now, right? Why are you doing what you're doing? You know, all over our country over the last 20 months, really all over the world, but we're going to stick to, to the U.S. and then we'll keep it mostly focused on Michigan. We've seen a lot of changes, obviously, with how our government treats our citizens and how they respect our God-given rights, right? And in Michigan, I always say they're not our Gretchen-given rights, right? Gretchen Whitmer, they're not Gretchen-given rights. They're not government-given privileges. They're God-given rights. And being, you know, the story that I told you there about my, my evolution through life, I've always had the love of America, what this country stands for, right? Freedom and personal choice, freedom and prosperity, the ability to whether you, you know, legally immigrate here with 500 bucks in your pocket or whether you're born here and whatever those circumstances are, you can become whatever you want, right? You know, you work hard and you, you receive those, those rewards and benefits over time. That's the American dream, right? We've seen it go under attack over the last 20 months. And while maybe we can get into some of the things that I've taken as far as actions in 2020 that kind of led up to this decision, I know that we need strong leaders because we've seen both. I mean, the Democrats are communists, basically. They've, they've, they've left, uh, the, the, the love of America and they've adopted these new ideologies that are very anti-American. And a lot of the Republicans have a very difficult time standing up to them and standing for American values and making sure that we're protecting our constitutional republic. I see so many people, even those that, uh, you know, are Republicans or you see like on Fox News talking about democracy, right? Oh, we've got to protect our democracy. I, I disagree with that. We need to protect our constitutional republic. And America needs strong leaders in order to make sure that we are keeping this country, the country it was founded, the country we know and love. So I'm running for Michigan governor because I'm unapologetically American. I am ready to make sure that we do what is needed on all fronts to make sure we're protecting this freedom and personal choice, freedom and prosperity for the next generation. I mentioned I got five kids and one on the way. I'm not going to sit by on the sidelines and allow these people to, you know, in the best interest of themselves, in the best interest of the elites, erode our country, erode our constitution. We need to make sure we protect those things for my children, your children, grandchildren, and all of us freedom-loving Americans that want to keep this country the country we know and love. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. I, I agree with that. I, I used to tell people, you know, there was a saying that went like this. I want to do things to protect my, my grandchildren, my children and grandchildren. So now, now, these problems that these Democrats are, are causing are not just harmful to the children and, and grandchildren. It's harmful for you and I right now. Mm -hmm. 
So we can't even we can, we can no longer say children and grandchildren just as a, as a statement. It's 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 hurting people now who are in their 30s, their 40s, their 60s, their 70s. People who are still trying to put it together for the retirement. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, my next question, Ryan, is please discuss your platform agenda, which might be huge, but summarize the items and why you chose these items. On December 15th of 2021, so about a month ago, I released my 100-day plan. After traveling around the state, so I, I announced I was running for governor on February 1st of 2021. So we're coming up on a year here very soon. We're about two weeks away from, from the one-year anniversary of when I announced. December 15th uh, of 2021 there, after spending countless hours on the phone, traveling around the state, meeting with Michiganders, hearing from them the solutions that they were looking for, and as we've traveled through 2021 into 2022, seeing the, the nature of our state and where things are at in Michigan, I released my 100-day plan, and day number one with Governor Kelly in Michigan, the pandemic is over in Michigan. And what I mean by that is all of the emergency orders in relation to the COVID-19 pandemic in Michigan are canceled. All the mandates, all the executive orders relating to the COVID-19 pandemic canceled. No mask mandates, no vaccine mandates. We stop any state and federal vaccine mandates. We won't have anything like that here in the state of Michigan. And I know the Supreme Court ruling came down. Maybe we can talk about that in a different part of the interview there. I have some thoughts on that. But most importantly with that is that we allow doctors to prescribe effective treatments to their patients without the government getting in the way of telling doctors how they are or aren't allowed to prescribe medication. And in Michigan especially, I've spoke with so many doctors that are in fear of losing their licenses because they're not allowed to prescribe ivermectin. They're not allowed to prescribe hydroxychloroquine or other different treatments that might be valuable to their patients because the government's in their way. People always do best when the government is out of the way. And so day number one with Governor Kelly, we end the pandemic here in Michigan and, and we allow the doctors to help us to truly save lives. If this was about saving lives for somebody like Gretchen Whitmer, which, you know, we can go into some stories about that very soon here as well, uh, we would be allowing these effective treatments, right? Just like the left says with masks, like, oh, wear your mask if it saves just one life. Well, why don't we use ivermectin if it just saves one life, right? Why are we stopping it? Why are we looking at it as the vaccine, as the holy grail, the one size fits all when we know that it's not? Also on day number one here in the state of Michigan, I will cancel the Dominion, the ES&S, and the Heart electronic voting machine contracts. We had a huge issue in 2020 with our election here as at the TCF Center, the Democrats were forcing Republicans out uh, and the Detroit police, they actually made it so that Republican poll watchers were not allowed in the building. It was an absolute mess. The Democrats stole the 2020 election in Michigan. It was a huge issue here. Matt DiPerno, who's running for attorney general for the state of Michigan, was allowed to take forensic images of the voting machines up in Antrim County. And he has proved beyond a shadow of a doubt he has all the information. And he's he shared it. It's on his website. Uh, the courts refused to look at it because they don't want to have to deal with 
the election fraud, but he's proven that these machines did vote flipping. Mm-hmm. You know, also within uh, the first 60 days of my uh, as my uh, my first 100 day plan, uh, we want to address the failing public education system up here in the state of Michigan. Just a few days ago, there was two resolutions. And one of the resolutions that the board voted on was the implementation of CRT, critical race mm. theory. And this same board just a few months ago was saying, oh, CRT is not in our schools. We don't teach anything like that. But there's been several FOIA requests, freedom of information. And it's proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, there's multiple school districts all across the state of Michigan that are implementing critical race theory. And that that continues to divide the next generation. That can, it's, it's racist by its teachings. And it does not belong in our schools. It does not belong in, in our classroom teaching these children this, this critical race theory. Teaching unity is what needs to be there. Teaching that the color of your skin doesn't matter that everybody has the opportunity to excel in the United States of America. And we equip them with the tools to become the very best versions of themselves. And speaking of those tools, we get rid of things like Common Core, which are driving our test scores down. Michigan is ranked 34th in the entire nation with uh, our testing and, and where our students are at. And that's, that's a big problem in my eyes. Under Democrat leadership, we've continued to go down and down and so we need to address those things and get back to things like academics, strictly academics, instead of this emotional learning and this critical race theory and back to the skilled trades. College is not a one size fits all for everybody. And most importantly, well, maybe not most importantly, but just equally important, uh, American constitutional civics so that our children understand our form of government, a constitutional republic. They understand our constitution and how the constitution limits the government's ability to infringe upon our God-given rights. And we teach these, these basic civics to our children from young ages so that they know growing up, hey, communist bad, right? Yeah, we don't like people like Gretchen Whitmer and you know Brandon there in the White House. So uh, those are important things, turning Michigan back into an economic powerhouse, uh, auditing our budget, protecting our Second Amendment, uh, looking at auto uh, insurance reform. Uh, those are a lot of things that uh, I'm really diving into right now and looking at a few different aspects of that. Um, protecting the Second Amendment, extremely important there. I want to see us become a constitutional carry state. Uh, I have some other uh, topics on online there as well as I'm addressing. Uh, roads are important, obviously mental health issues. That type of thing as well. Well, I'll tell you what, you mentioned uh, Brandon's defeat yesterday by the Supreme Court, which uh, uh, took away the, the vaccine mandate that he was trying to uh, use OSHA to enforce. But, well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know it's a victory because here, here out in California, I know so many people who waited to the last minute to take a shot. And some didn't take the sh- most did not take the shot. People I know. And uh, so they, 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 stood, they stood by their guns, and they did not take the shot, and their, their patience paid off yesterday. What are your thoughts on the SCOTUS decision? I love seeing so many people across the country, especially here in Michigan, that they just said no. They said, you're going to have to fire me. 
You're going to have to lay me off. You're going to have to push me out the door. And it put companies in a position where they have a decision to make. Man, we're going to lose X percentage of our workforce or, you know, man, uh, you know, Bob and Steve and, and Jen are all very skilled employees. If I get rid of them, how am I going to replace those people? Right. And so I, I see a lot of people across Michigan and hear stories across the country, similar to what you just shared of people standing strong. So I love that first and foremost. The decision that came down yesterday from the Supreme Court, uh, I, I do see it as a victory as well, but I also see it as something on the flip side of the coin that I don't like at all and I believe needs to be addressed. Under the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution, there's an equal protection clause saying that everybody has equal protection under the law. With this decision, we're saying that healthcare workers are now going to be treated differently than everybody else. I don't believe that we should have a different set of rules for healthcare workers just because of the industry that they work in. The Equal Protection Clause, I believe, should be invoked on that decision saying that, no, it goes for everybody. Because if we say to one group of people, well, you know, we're going we're gonna to uphold your rights here that are constitutionally protected but over here you guys are you're in a different situation so you're going to live by a different set of rules that's the one component that i don't like about this and i would like to see that addressed so that it, it's it's across the board uh we know that it's unconstitutional what he's doing so make it unconstitutional for everybody but it is also something that is very good for so many people that have waited and have not got the shot and, and now we're starting to see those checks and balances return to, uh, to, to our federal government, which is still way out of whack. Yes, absolutely. And um, like you said, there are, there are millions of people who are cheering. And I know, you know different states, I know friends that have friends in different states, they are cheering uh, this victory. Uh, here's, my, here's my next question. You mentioned, uh, I'm, glad you call, I'm glad you are calling Gretchen Whitmer a communist. Okay, that's what that's that's the first label that came to my mind when I saw what these these governors are doing. But here's the question: Why does it appear, Ryan, that many Democrat governors from the West Coast to the Midwest to the East Coast, it seems like they have collaborated in this sinister plot to to harm the American people right after the November 2020 election? Is it just me that feels that way, or how do you feel that this was an orchestrated, uh, premeditated takedown of America? Uh, so you're saying post-2020 election or previous yeah, all, all, to? Well, all the things that happened like after November 2020, you know, when, when, when the, the election was stolen, you saw all these people – uh, and you're right. Yeah. So it was, it was before it was before the 2020 election. You're right. I stand corrected. So right when they started all these mandates, they've seen all the all these governors right. seem to coordinate. It seems like this has gotcha. been this has been gone for going on for so long. <laughs> I, I mean, it needs to come to an end. But what are your thoughts about this coordinated effort to take down America? Yeah, it's definitely something that. Um, with so many similarities across the country, 
of how things were handled. Uh, this wasn't just something that was stumbled upon, obviously. There was many of the states that put COVID-19 positive patients into nursing homes. Uh, and it's uh, it, in, in, the, in the bigger scheme of things, we all know that these people, uh, they absolutely hated Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And what we saw happen in 2020, leading up to the 2020 election, uh, I, you know, I, I believe it was a coordinated effort in order to, you know, uh, across the country, you know, take actions and do certain things that uh, that led to an increase in numbers. Um, and now we're seeing that with, you know, in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer was even underreporting some of the nursing home deaths. Uh, and so, you know, there's manipulation of numbers, uh, the, the putting COVID-19 positive patients into nursing homes in the first place. I mean, those thousands and thousands of deaths fall on Gretchen Whitmer's, uh, they, they fall on, on, on her watch, her time, her decisions. They are her responsibility. She unilaterally made those decisions. She had the TCF Center, which she made into a multi-million dollar pop-up hospital for COVID-19 positive patients. And I believe like they saw like nine patients or something, and then they started to push all of the patients into nursing homes, which resulted in thousands and thousands of deaths. But it's not just the deaths that are, are the impact because there's so many families that lost loved ones that are still mourning over the loss of how the loss happened. And there was even a bill, Senate Bill 956, that in the summer of 2020 was put on her desk that would have stopped all COVID-19 positive patients from being able to even be in nursing homes. And she vetoed it, saying, no, I uphold, this is Gretchen, right? That she upholds her decision to continue to put COVID-19 positive patients in nursing homes. She had the opportunity to do the right thing, but she knew that if she would have signed that, that it would have been that it, mentally it would have been retroactive back to the decisions that she had already made. So she was trying to cover up her tracks, but it resulted in more death. Newsom out there in California. I mean, come on. How in the world did that guy get get recalled and get elected back in? How in the world did that happen? <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. A lot of cheating. Isn't it? A lot of cheating, Ryan. That's That's what happened here in California. Cheating forever for the last 20 years. I think so. I really think that uh, California has has led the way uh, in in manipulation of our elections and has taken root and really has poisoned a lot of the rest of the country with the mentality that's coming out of California, which is so sad. Geographically, California is it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And what's happened to the state politically is just an absolute... Uh, it's an absolute disgrace to what America stands for. Yeah, I will, I will give you uh, some advice. I know you're probably already working on it because you, you you come from the text, the, a little bit of the tech side. I would make sure that you're uh, you're finding a way to uh, create a pledge voter database and have pre counts before election day. So if people subscribe to the site, people donate to the site. Make sure you collect their um, their information by by Michigan. You know, address or zip code because that pledge voter database would have been very helpful for Larry Elder and 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 a lot of candidates down ticket. Uh, none of the candidates out here had any idea of who who were going to vote for them.
before Election Day. They just blew it off like it wasn't important. Uh, they were trusting the polls, and the polls have never have not been right here in California forever. So, but he, here's my uh, my next right. question. And, and you know, you, you talked about Whitmer, Whitmer and uh, some of these other Democrat governors and, and mayors. Um, I know you can't see inside her soul, but why do you think people like Governor Whitmer? Treats her own Michigan residents so badly. I don't get it. Money, power, greed, corruption. Man, she doesn't care about Michigan. That's obvious. That's been obvious from the start. She cares about Gretchen Whitmer. She cares about advancing herself. She cares about the things that are going to bring better fortune to her. It's obvious in all of her decisions, all the things that she's done, she's now laying low, right? Not making any of the decisions that stir the boat because, man, I, she's got to get reelected again this year, right? It's an election cycle. So what does she have to do in order to stay out of the, the negative limelight, right? She was taking all the hits last year, but things like with the $8.4 billion in fraudulent unemployment claims that was just released. The contracts that Gretchen Whitmer was signing, the non-disclosures uh, with, with different employees that she was paying with taxpayer money, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to have them exit the government without telling anybody why they were leaving and just these big payoffs. Uh, I mean, the nursing home deaths that we talked about, all the rules for all of the peasants, but Queen Gretchen, the elitist, she gets to go ahead and do as she pleases, right? I can go down to D.C. and party without a mask on. I can go down to Florida, right? And uh, Ron DeSantis was just talking about that the other day with these lockdown governors, these lockdown politicians that come down to Florida and enjoy the freedom that he's created while they keep their states locked down and they keep their, you know, their, their, ways of, of approaching this pandemic, uh, very authoritarian, but they love coming and enjoying the freedom that Ron DeSantis has led Florida to. So now, you know, it's, it's a sad situation that so many people don't really truly see who Gretchen Whitmer is. And people have short memories. That's why it is going to be important to make sure we're reminding people of all the things that she did. If it wasn't an election year, we would totally be locked down up in the state of Michigan, which is ironic that we're not because we are now, quote unquote, way worse off with COVID than we were when we were locked down. So why the inconsistencies, right? Why are we not locked down now? Because that was so helpful. Why is there no mask mandate? She knows because if she does that, it's disastrous to her reelection campaign. So she's trying to find other avenues. And, you know, you mentioned calling Gretchen a communist, and that's part of this whole thing, too. These people are big government-minded, right? They, mm -hmm. they just passed a $1.5 billion economic stimulus package with non-disclosures. We can't tell you what's in it, but, you know, we're going to go ahead and... and help stimulate the economy, the the fraud from the unemployment that we just talked about. Uh, there's there's layers and layers of, you know, the budget rising by just under $10 billion. Like, where did that money go? Mm -hmm. 
where did $10 billion go that just poof disappeared and you don't see any value? Um, and I, I, I do believe that Michiganders have had enough of Gretchen Whitmer. I, I don't think she'll get the support to get reelected because she has pushed so far to the left and she's jumped on this, this progressive radical bus that is so extreme. Uh, and that's, that's the one benefit I think that's coming out of all of this is that people see how far the left is pushing left. And, you know, you have, you have a lot of people saying, yeah, I just want, I just want freedom. I just want to live my life, right? Like this is just all right. way too crazy for me. Yeah, I just want to, I just want to enjoy life and be able to, to, to go to the restaurant. I was just speaking with a friend this morning in New York City and I was saying to him, how are things there? Is it what we see in the news? Is that, he's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, sure is, right? We're not allowed to go in restaurants unless we have our vaccine passport. We can't, you know, participate in certain areas unless, you know, you have the vax passport, certain special permission. And he's like, it's worse than Nazi Germany. Um, and he did say too, on the flip side, that there's a lot of businesses that he knows that are already starting to swing back on deciding that people have to have the vax passports because they're seeing they're losing business mm -hmm. just like you talked about in california over in new york there's a ton of people that aren't getting the vaccine either they don't have their vaccine passports and it's one of those things like you know do you want my money or do you not want my money you know and businesses are looking at it like man we're turning down a lot of people and do we have enough vaccinated people consistently to maintain our business and, and you're seeing large chunks of your profit just walk on by because you're forcing them to to show you some identification that proves that you're vaccinated which i mean how ironic is it that you know double vax triple boosted quadruple boosted aoc comes down with covid gretchen whitmer's husband comes down with covid Lori lightfoot in chicago comes down with covid newsome out in california he had covid too and all these people are double triple vaxxed and boosted up and everything like that and so their whole narrative is falling apart right in front of everybody's faces we just need to inspire americans right not worry about democrats not worried about republicans because you know, there's there's people in both that are letting us down. Look, are you American? Are you 100% American? You want to see this country stay this country? Wake up, realize this is a bunch of nonsense, and and let's take our country back. Let's let's push this narrative right out the window and stop listening to these crazy radical leftist communists. Yeah, that's right. I can I can tell you this. I have friends in the urban areas. Uh, in in Michigan, the you know the, the Flints, the uh, Grand Blancs, the the Detroit's, uh, even people on the Eight Mile Road area, they are so upset with Gretchen Whitman because you, because you know, Ryan, you mentioned it earlier. When you have people, when you tell people they can't go out and have a good time at night, they can't have, they can't go to the bars, they can't go to parties, uh, the, the the ladies can't get their hair done and look good, and and guys can't dress up in their. And, and Michigan is a state where people love to. Uh, you know, party and um, it's the home of Motown. It's the home of a lot of mm -hmm. uh, people who who did well in entertainment. Aretha Franklin was one of them. So when you have mm -hmm. people in the urban community being told, "Oh no, you can't go out and, and have a good good time. Oh, you got to show this passport," that's when life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness begins to transcend 
whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. So I want to I want to thank you for at least talking about people losing their their the things that they enjoyed to do, you know, just the lifestyles that they had and that they will have when they elect you as governor. So, um, correct. Here's my next question. You mentioned that you you spoke you speak with people when you're out and about. Just overall, what are people telling you about how they feel, you know, from all walks of life, all ethnic groups, all socioeconomic levels? What do they want fixed? Most people, similar to the comments that you just made there, talking about life and liberty and pursuit of happiness, those very basic things, uh, you know, even some of the people that, you know, were, were legitimately scared of of COVID-19 and everything that has been perpetuated over these last almost two years now. People want to be, they want to be done with that. They, they, they want to be able to live life as normal. And that is one of the biggest issues there is, is having this pandemic be behind us, right? And, and not have it be the center focus this dividing people and front and center on all the news articles and constantly cases, 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 right? Um, you know, if you were to, if you were to test everybody every day for dehydration, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are probably dehydrated to some capacity, right? You know, people mm-hmm. don't drink enough water. So if you were to publish those numbers of the number of people that were dehydrated every day, you were constantly testing people, you'd be like, there's a, there's a hydration pandemic, right? <laughs> Most of our right. people are not fully hydrated. Like we, you, you, you can create whatever type of narrative of a disaster that you want to, right? Some sort of uh, a way of looking at things through this lens that makes things seem way worse than they truly are. That's a huge one there. People want to have that ability to, to, to live life with their freedoms, right? They don't want to be told what to do. They don't like the continued emergency orders. They don't like, you know, the, the fact that now it's not Gretchen, it's the health department and it's the public schools. That's a real big one in Michigan right now. And parents across the state, they are looking at this, showing up at school board meetings. They are not happy at all with the public school system because the public school systems are wanting to have kids be masked. Mm-hmm. They want kids to wear masks, K through 12, but don't worry about wearing masks if you go out to the Monster Jam truck show or something, or if you're going out to the shopping center or you go to the trampoline park or you know the arcade don't worry about masks there but when you're in school you have to wear masks and parents are just they're they're so upset at this this authoritarianism with within our schools uh it's affecting people all across the board um and, and that's a huge component of of what people across this state are really wanting to see um, yeah, there's a lot of economic things that go along with that as well. You know, people want to have a good, strong economy. Inflation is definitely hurting Michigan. Prices mm-hmm. of everything have gone up. I mean, you're not in California. I mean, it's California. Everything costs more in California, right? 
Um, yes. You know, how much for this apple? It'd be $63, please. Like, whoa, what? Maybe not that bad, but you know, um, it, it's, it's hurting everybody's pocketbooks. And, and that's a big challenge here in Michigan and many of the areas. Uh, business shutdowns, people struggling from those aspects. Um, you know, the damage that Gretchen did to this state, uh, you don't do what she did and then just flip a switch and have everything just go back to normal. Say, oh, businesses are good, you know, all your money back. Uh, for example, now with the unemployment agency that paid all those unemployment last year to people that legitimately were on unemployment, they're asking for that money back now from them. Oh, no. I talk to people and they're they're like, I don't have money. Like, we're, we're not, we spent that money. And so, you know, the state continues to wage war on their citizens. Um, to try to cover up, you know, mistakes that they made in the first place. My goodness. So, you, yeah, you mentioned uh, having fun and being out and about. Just so that listeners will know, in Los Angeles, that I think the Super Bowl will be, they're going to relax the COVID restrictions just for the Super Bowl. So, three days before, less restrictions. Three days after, less restrictions during the, and during the Super Bowl. And then right after the Super Bowl, all of the uh, COVID cops will be, will be back in place. Meaning, so if you're in Los Angeles, you're going to have less restrictions to go out and dine. Because, it, because Ryan, it's the Super Bowl. And that right there is the perfect example of why are people still listening to this. And we can even, I'll come right back to that in a second, but that just reminded me. Uh, do you remember the pictures that came out with... Um, Gavin Newsom, when he was dining with those people at what was the place called? The French was that Laundry. Fancy, French the Laundry. French Laundry, that's it. Yeah, he was dining with those people. He doesn't have mask on. They're all sitting right next to each other at the same table. However many hours earlier, he was scolding the state. Stay in your houses and wear your masks and stay apart from each other. And so again, with the Super Bowl here, same type of thing. All these rules apply, but the Super Bowl's coming. Uh, interesting, we can kind of tie this in. You know how that article just came out recently that the flu took last year off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but the yes. article came all over mainstream media, right? All over, all these articles, hundreds and hundreds of articles. The, the flu takes the year off, and now it's making a comeback, right? It's like, it's a virus. I mean, how does a virus take a year off? It doesn't. The same thing like with these COVID restrictions. Oh, the Super Bowl's coming. So, yeah, COVID's going to go, uh, you know, take a small little vacation while everybody's here. And then once it's done, it's, you know, back to the tyranny. You know, sit down, shut up, peasant. You know, you don't have a say anymore. Super Bowl's done. Uh, people just, we got we to gotta get enough people seeing all of these things that just pile on top of each other, these elites, these decisions from these people that are un-American decisions, they, they're doing it just to control the people and the population, and our government is there to serve people. Our government's main priority is to protect our God-given rights. And a big part of our federal government, Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, is to protect the border, and they're not even doing their basic jobs. Yep, yep, yep. The border issue is a hot one here in California and along the uh, Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. But And you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Our government is failing, and they're doing it on purpose. It's not like they're 
they're doing they're 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 functioning because of some incompetence. Most of these people that are in government, they've attended and graduated from Yale, from Harvard, from you know UC Berkeley, Stanford, you know University of Michigan. So they are very intelligent on paper. So that's why we we know that what they're doing, they're doing it on purpose. So, so to think that these qu- people are dumb is wrong. You're right, Gretchen Whitmer. You know, to bring that example in, she's extremely intelligent. And then to go back to your question about this coordinated effort, that's a perfect point to, that you just made there to draw those two together. These people aren't dumb. This didn't all just happen by mistake. These people have each other's phone numbers. They're talking. This was this was something that was it was very much uh, not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. So, Ron, here's my uh, my next question. I have two more after this. Um, what are the few or many obstacles that, as you may see them to replace Governor Whitmer? I think the last thing we just discussed there is one of those things that Gretchen Whitmer is, uh, I mean, she's not incompetent and she's great at politics. Uh, she knows how to, to manipulate people. She knows how to manipulate situations. And of course she's going to do that. Um, you know, they stole the 2020 election. They're going to look to try to do that again in 2022 so that, you know, her and Benson uh, and Nestle, they can all stay in power, right? They don't want to give up that power. What do, we, what do we have to do to stay in power? You know, what do we have to say? How do we have to treat people? And that's just not right. That's that's not right at all. But I think that's going to be an obstacle. You know, she has her whole, you know, fix the roads thing. That was her, you know, that was her slogan back in uh, 2018 when she was running is fix the damn roads, right? And she's going to start playing on that here in the near future in some capacity. Oh, you've seen barrels out there, right? And we've seen this and pandemic was so bad and, you know, saving lives. And she's going to put on that whole side just for re-election mode. But after she... Um, realizes quickly that you know michigan has had enough of her and and we're going to hit her with everything we have to pull uh out no stops reminding people of all the stuff that she's done and continues to do she'll realize very quickly that she does not stand a chance to be reelected here in the state of michigan a little bit of the flu remnants kicking in so without uh, revealing any big strategy what is your plan to uh, reach out to the people to to you know canvassing and all of those type of things. Yeah, I'll try to stay kind of surface level, I guess, with some of these uh, mm-hmm. talking points here. Because yeah, there's definitely some some underlying strategies that we're working on. Volunteer base that I have uh, continues to grow every day, which is uh, super great. Obviously, to have those people that are. They're willing to go out and knock on the doors and get out there and share the information. The 100-day plan that I mentioned, uh, people can find that on my website as well, ryandkelly.com. I know you'll, we can spell that um, and, and give it to them here in a second, ryandkelly.com. They, <coughs> excuse me, they can see the 100-day plan. Uh, we print, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> printed 25,000 copies of that, handing them out all over the state at events. Uh, friends and family. I actually have received text messages from my friends 
telling me that they are receiving text messages from their friends with my 100-day plan. Check this out. You got to see what Ryan Kelly put out. So, you know, that's been a, a huge part of the strategy as far as getting the word out is being able to utilize and leverage people's networks and their ability to share information with their neighbors and their friends. Being authentic is is key. I mean, I have my 100-day plan which is it's very specific. You look at that and there's not really a well, you know, I'm not really sure where the guy stands, right? Yes, there's other things that we can talk about on there that are talking points uh that relate to policy. However, the 100-day plan is very, very clear and being, you know, unapologetic about the plan, being unapologetically American, not worrying about what the left is going to say, not worrying about what they're going to call me and not worrying about, you know, whatever, you know, narrative they try to paint to say, "Hey, look, you know, you're you're building you, the the left builds their campaigns and their narratives on lies and we build our campaigns on truth." and the strength is that we're on God's side and we can go ahead and unapologetically head that direction connect with people uh, just be authentic here's what we want to do here's what we're going to accomplish uh, and and make sure that we're we're putting all of Whitmer's things that she has done from you're not allowed to buy seeds or paint can't put your motorboat in the water but her husband can put the motorboat of theirs in the water you're not allowed to travel but she's allowed to travel nursing home deaths traveling to florida when no one else is allowed to travel the list goes on and on reminding people of all of those things will be so important to say hey look do you really do you really think that that Gretchen Whitmer is going to be any different than what she was she showed her true colors Michigan wants a new direction and that's exciting. That's why I'm I'm super excited uh to see um, all the things that will happen this year and and very enthusiastic to serve as Michigan's next governor. All righty. Well, uh, now's the time you can provide any closing comments and uh you can uh share with uh, the people listening to this podcast episode in Michigan and Americans across the country because I tell you what Wherever there was a like a like a poor Democrat governor, I'm not sure if that's a, a, a what do you call it, an oxymoron <laughs> or not. Yeah. But um, wherever there was a was poor governorship, who, who people who are Democrats, all of America is looking at these states. They're looking at Michigan. They're looking at New York. They're looking at Pennsylvania. They're looking at California big time. And so, you know. Please share how people can help you regardless of where they live in the United States. ryandkelly.com r y a n d as in david kelly k e l l e y ryandkelly.com If you jump on my website, you can see the 100-day plan. I have a little campaign video on there. There's a lot of other information people can donate. right on that page if they would like to help fuel the campaign that'll be knocking Gretchen Whitmer out of office making her one term Whitmer that's a nickname that we have for her as one term Whitmer uh, she'll be a one term governor up here in the state of Michigan sharing this 100 day plan i know people all across the country they have friends that are in Michigan they have voters that uh, that that they know here in this state they can share this information with them 
and and get the hundred day plan in their hands. And you know, the more that we can just talk about all these things as a country, right? The freedoms that we want to preserve and and use what we're doing across this country to continue to inspire others. We cannot back down, and that's what I'm seeing from from us freedom loving Americans here in the state of Michigan. So that's why I say people jump on the site. You know, check out the information if they're so inclined to want to contribute to the campaign. Those funds are greatly appreciated, and they will go to good use. And we have a lot of work to do to continue to spread the word, get good people involved, and make sure we're saving our constitutional republic. So I appreciate the time today. This has been a great opportunity to share some thoughts and be able to connect with you. And um, you know, it's uh, it's been fantastic. So thank you, Rick. Okay, well, thank you, Ryan. Um, it's been a pleasure, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm glad you accepted the invitation. It just shows that you're very open to talking to many different people about uh, the, the situation there in, in, in Michigan, and the rest of America is behind you. So take care and make it a great day. God bless. Same to you. Bye-bye.